Daryl Morris on Times Radio. Good evening, 23 minutes past 11. Scott Bryan, TV critic, is standing by to take us through some things you need to watch and read and uh, watch, read, listen to, that's the other one, uh, for the week ahead. The to-do list is on the way in the next uh, 10 minutes or so. Firstly, to Argentina, where the country is choosing a new president in an election rocked by the emergence as a frontrunner of the anti-establishment populist and self-styled libertarian Javier Millet. It's turned into one of the most hotly contested elections since the country returned to a democracy 40 years ago and set against the backdrop of a financial crisis in the country. Uh, polls closed there about an hour ago. Uh, this is what happened when uh, Javier Millet arrived to cast his vote earlier. De color negro, él está del lado de la acompañante, decir intentar And you may be able to hear some uh, singing there. Uh, from the crowd of, uh, of happy birthday. That's because it is, in fact, Javier Mille's birthday uh, today. Uh, John Bonfiglio is in Latin America for us tonight. John, good evening. Good evening, Daryl. Polls closed about an hour and a half ago then, John. Where are we and when will we know, perhaps more, more conclusively, where we are? Uh, yeah, for sure, this has been a febrile election cycle to date, not just for the president, but also vice president, for members of the National Congress and provincial provincial governors. We'll know final results uh, around about this time tomorrow, but we will have strong early indications within the next couple of hours. There are three main contenders, Sergio Massa of the ruling party, uh, economy minister, uh, which is no great uh, shakes given what the economy has been going through in Argentina recently. He is the unity candidate for the Peronist leftist uh, coalition. Secondly, Patricia Bullrich, former security minister, candidate for the centre-right coalition. But the reason, as you say, this election has dominated the international news media cycles is because the emergence of this uh, strange third candidate, now frontrunner, Javier Millet, who is uh, absolutely a political outsider, but he has been generating an earthquake in the country. He is a highly distinctive figure. He wears a leather jacket, Everywhere he goes, he has a mop hair and brick sideburns. He wields, incredibly, a chainsaw at his political rallies, uh, stating what he plans to do uh, to uh, to governmental structures should he win. And he is greeted with, you know, it, it can't be understated, messianic fervour everywhere he goes. He has, Daryl, the aesthetic of an ageing uh, Wolverine, Wolverine, you know, the Marvel uh, <laughs> character. Malay is a self-declared anarcho-capitalist. Who'd heard the term anarcho-capitalist before the last few weeks? He doesn't believe in the nation state. He only believes in private property. He says, again, remarkably, that people's organs are theirs to sell as they choose. He wants to abolish the central bank and dollarize the economy, liberalize gun ownership, and it goes on. He regularly calls into question the integrity of the polls. We've heard that before, haven't we? And he says that Abortion is murder. Can he win? Uh, he already came ahead in the primaries. The strong expectation is that he won't win this round outright. What happens in most Latin American democracies is that you have a sort of first round of the election, unless you win by a certain amount, it then goes off to a runoff with a with a top two leading contenders. In this case, in Argentina, unless Malay wins 45% of the vote, or 40% of the vote and wins by 10 percentage points, it will then go to a final round on November the 19th. What's most likely to happen is that Bullrich is the third-placed candidate who is of the centre-right. Uh, so the most likely situation is that her votes will then be 
uh, in a trade-off in, in the second round, in the final round. And a lot of those will actually go to Millet. So, you know, what we actually expect to happen in the short term is for it to go to a runoff. And what, you know, unless something else strange happens, we expect to happen in November, is that Millet will actually win. Now, look, pollsters in Argentina have got things wrong on a number of occasions, but in the past, in the last 10, 15 years, but that is what we strongly expect to happen and for Argentina to be on a social and political precipice uh, in the next few weeks or so. Goodness me. What impact is that likely to have for the wider region, John? How influential is Argentina? How influential will he become in Latin American politics and ultimately global politics, I guess? Look, the the fundamentals are that uh, Argentina is the second biggest economy in South, South America, the third biggest in Latin America. It is very much a a trendsetter uh, regarded as being really sort of uh, socio-politically important regionally, right up there with Brazil uh, and Mexico, to a lesser extent, maybe Colombia. So everything that happens there really sets, you know, sets a margin, sets a, sets a watermark for everything that's, that's to come. Um, in terms of the politics, you know, should Millet win, uh, the politics of Latin America will be upended because you will have this figure who does not seek consensus, who does not seek uh, to take people with him, but who actually seeks to uh, to destroy the status quo, to destroy uh, social, political, economic systems. And you know, when somebody comes to power of that ilk, then you know it's very, very difficult. It's not that I don't want to predict what's going to happen if he comes to power. Uh, that the very uh, fact of him coming to power means that nobody knows. What comes next? Now, his supporters would say that predictability, that the status quo, that the political elite, having been in power for the last two generations, haven't got us anywhere useful. And that's where even his supporters who say he's crazy, which many of them do say, but we need crazy. Crazy is the only thing that can change the status quo in Argentina, given what we've been living through, which is that inflation is due to hit 200%. By the end of 2023, four in 10 Argentines uh, live in poverty and they live, they're currently living in the quirks of hyperinflation in which you have to spend the money in your pocket as soon as you get it. I mean, one of the quirks of hyperinflation at the moment in Argentina is that restaurants are doing really, really well. Uh, People are going to restaurants like never before because, you know, if you wait until tomorrow, the money in your pocket is going to be worth a fraction of what it is today. So it's all about spending, which, of course, exacerbates the devaluation in the peso on a day-to-day basis because nobody has any trust at all in the currency. Goodness me. Blimey. Um, well, we'll watch and wait to see. In the next couple of hours, we'll get a, a, an indication of how those results in that first round are going. We'll know by this time tomorrow, as you say, John, and then perhaps a, a couple of weeks from now, we'll be back having a conversation about maybe a, a change of power in Argentina. John, for now, thank you. No problem at all. John Von Finglio with us uh, in Latin America on Times Radio tonight. That's all a bit strange and terrifying, isn't it? Okay, 